0: My name is Dylan Haskins My dad's name was James Haskins In summer 1998, when I was 11 I was sitting in the passenger seat of my dad's car When this came out of the radio James Haskins, you are sentenced to death by hanging. My dad nearly crashed the car
1: Life and death in jail, Wicklow's historic jail I don't know how long I can survive this torment
0: It was an ad for Wicklow Jail which had been refurbished and was being reopened to the public.
1: Come aboard the hell ship that transported convicts to Botany Bay.
0: The ad was a reenactment of the sentencing to death by hanging of James Haskins, the last man to be hanged in Wicklow Jail. Not only was my dad's name James Haskins, my grandfather was James Haskins, and his father was James Haskins. And we originally came from Wicklow.
1: You will be held in the county jail at Wicklow until such time. Wicklow's as a... historic jail Wicklow Town, a story of crime, cruelty, exile and misery. Open ten to five, seven days a
0: week. Could it be that we were related to the last man hanged in Wicklow jail? And what heinous crime had he committed to deserve this sentence. My dad went on a bit of a mission to find out more. The two summers after that radio ad were spent driving around Wicklow with my dad, knocking on doors, parsing through old church records, trying to find out who James Haskins was and whether we could be related to him. Dad had his theories, but the paper trail didn't go far enough and the whole matter was shelved as a cold case in our family history. My dad passed away nine years ago. One of the things you realise when a parent or a grandparent dies is how much knowledge has died with them. Last year, I realised, of all Dad's work tracing our family history, I only knew vague, scattered bits of it, but nothing about how it all joined up. I got nostalgic for that summer 17 years ago. I wondered if those old people we'd spoken to about the murder and about Haskins in that part of Wicklow were still alive, and if they weren't, had the story died with them. I also think there's something in us that makes us want to go further than our parents. So we decided to try and finish what he'd started. So here's what I know about James Haskins. He was no 1798 hero. He was a highwayman. And this wasn't the first time he'd gotten into trouble with the law.
1: Freeman's Journal, 25th of February 1842. The following sentences were pronounced this day by the Lord Chief Baron, Dennis Dunn, sheep-stealing, three months. John Hanshaw, highway robbery, ten years. James Haskins, cow-stealing, twelve months hard labour. Michael Boyce, sheep-stealing... One year
0: later, he received another sentence. Only this time, the price was his life. It was for the murder of a farmer from Rusna Straw by the name of John
1: Pugh. First of february eighteen forty three, a murder of a most barbarous and inhuman description was perpetrated on Sunday evening in the county Wicklow. The victim Hurd man man named
2: Pugh. april first, eighteen forty three. Execution at Wicklow, Saturday, March eighteenth. This day, James Haskins was executed in front of our jail for the murder of John Pugh.
0: That was the last official mention of James Hoskins until he reappeared on our radio in 1998. Was he married? Did he have any children, brothers, sisters? This I don't know. Without knowing that it's impossible to place him in any family tree or to say whether he might be my ancestor. I decided to start where the story ends at Wicklow Jail.
3: From here... This is the original building.
0: OK, so he's just stepped inside the doorway.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm with Joan Cavanagh, who spent almost 30 years researching the history of Wicklow Jail. Yeah,
3: and, and we're walking on the original flagstones. The jail was built in 1702. What we're walking into now is
0: 1840s. Joan was part of the original team that established the jail as a tourist attraction back in 1998 after extensive restoration. So we
3: walk through the, the gates...
0: we we'll, walked we'll walk down the, the stairs here. Very narrow passageway. The jail operated for 200 years, until it finally closed in the early 1900s. How my dad first came across this story was the advertisement, which used the name James Haskins, and the yes. judge's voice going, James Haskins, you've been sentenced to death. Why was James Haskins' story the one chosen?
3: Well, because he was the last man who was, who was executed here. Last person and James Hoskins was one of the stories that we decided was worth telling.
0: The cell the, the doors are are tiny, aren't they?
3: Yeah, the headroom is very low. So yes. You have to duck down to go into a cell.
0: Which I'm doing right now. I have to duck down quite a bit. Yeah. From his apprehension to his trial and execution, James Haskins spent a little over six weeks in his cell.
4: Come in. I have brought food, candles, straw, and books for my father's comfort, but he resides in this decrepit place of incarceration. Are you hungry too? Here, have some of my bread. My father has been. When the
0: cell first opened as a tourist attraction, there was a cell dedicated to James Haskins with a mannequin of a remorseful creature. So you're saying James Haskins has been relegated from his Unfortunately,
3: cell? Unfortunately, James, um, he, he's no longer there in a, in a cell. We've closed off some of the, the cells on one side of the, the cell block. He's part of the jail history, yes, and, and always will.
2: The Nina Guardian, 25th of March 1843. The culprit, since receiving his sentence, and up to the hour when he underwent his awful doom, evinced the utmost composure of mind. And appeared to derive the deepest consolation from his spiritual advisors. He was attended by three Roman Catholic priests. So we're standing in front of the
0: jail. There's these big kind of curtain walls, the way they sweep in, there's no no windows in them. There's a small arch doorway with some windows above that, and then
2: four stories up, a black door with a an oak beam, a gallows coming out. After having consulted the Reverend P. O'Darty, he, in a weak voice, asked the assembled crowd to pray for him.
0: James Haskins was the last man to step out of that door, four storeys above ground. The last time that beam of oak served its grave function. From that height, he would have seen out over the Victorian town of Wicklow, with the sea and the mountains just visible on the horizon.
3: People would have gathered for uh, a public execution. There are stories told locally of the houses on the far side of the road when there was a public execution that people there would hire out their rooms for people that they could watch what was going on and and watch the poor unfortunates being executed.
2: Haskins has been buried within the precincts of the jail.
0: On on this one it just says about the, the, the barriers in the 1900s. The bodies that were buried here were covered with quicklime to prevent them from smelling and to speed up their decay.
3: I think sometime in the 90s they did find, uh, I think, some remains. Um, and I think they were reinterred.
0: There must have been quite a lot if they, had, if they were generally buried in the jails. Mm.
3: In the 1798 period they supposedly dumped the bodies out in the bay. But that caused a problem for the local fishermen who didn't, didn't want the, the bodies that you can appreciate floating out there.
5: Of course, yeah.
3: If you think about it, so these walls, the space has witnessed misery and heartache and desperation uh, of thousands of people.
0: My next stop is the Wicklow County Archive. Wicklow Archive, good morning. How are you doing? I'm just wondering about, I'm looking looking to look at some of the um, archive records. Okay. Actually, I'm doing it for a documentary about, it's kind of a guy who was in, in, in Wicklow over in the jail, was the last man home in Wicklow Jail, who was an ancestor, I I think, actually. Is but it's the
4: Haskins? It is, exactly, yes. Uh, yeah, I know how the Haskins family were from that area around Shalala.
0: Yeah, what's your name, actually? My name is Catherine Wright. Catherine, great. And uh, I'm based here in Kettyshire. Thanks a lot, yes. Catherine. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
4: I did it from the two ends. I looked at James Haskins, the man who was hanged in 1843. So, yes, looking at the family, the the Haskins family that James was reared into, you have William and Margaret. William Haskins uh, was the the father, the head of the family, and there were siblings who were witnesses at James's trial, Thomas and, I think it was Elizabeth, you you mentioned that to me. So there are are little clues about the family.
0: So James had a brother and a sister... But they weren't his blood relations. Catherine discovers that James was what was called a foundling. Was it normal for someone to take a name and be adopted into a family like that?
4: Sadly, at the time, so many if, if women fell pregnant out of wedlock, they may have felt forced into abandoning their child. So there were you see a lot of foundlings mentioned in the parish registers. It's a very sad thing, and um, we don't really know his origins, but. Um, They would have always been marked out as a foundling, you know, Mm. and really maybe the rest of the family. It's hard to know why he ended up going into that life of crime, but, you know, when you think about it, maybe they never accepted him, maybe he always felt like an outsider, who knows.
0: From the records, we're able to pinpoint where in Wicklow James grew up.
4: So I looked in the parish registers and we we did find that there was a Haskins family with Father William living in the Tinnahili area, and the name of the townland is Mangans, and that townland is actually mentioned on the court papers. So bit by bit we could piece together that this was the Haskins family that James was reared by.
0: There is no record of when James was born or how old he was at the time of his execution, but I know from newspaper reports that he himself had a family and several young children. Catherine finds a record for his marriage and I learned for the first time that his wife was a woman called Sarah Griffin. There's also records for two of his children. Oddly, one was baptised Protestant and the other Catholic, a girl Margaret and a boy John. He would have carried the Haskins name, which means in theory I could be descended from the last man hanged in Wicklow jail. I'm beginning to see why my dad got sucked into this story. All these place names and seeing these, it's bringing a lot back to me from because you know the late '90s, early 2000s. My summers were spent in the passenger seat of the car driving around Wicklow, and I my mean, actually got further than I thought he'd gotten.
4: There wouldn't have been even a central database of parish records that he could have searched. You had to literally go from parish register to parish register and search them manually. I would, which was I done, which was done. Imagine was that took a long time. Again, it's a story, but once I started looking at the Haskins family and looking at the parish registers, it makes that person real. They had a family, they had siblings, but it was also very sad to think that it resulted in this man being hanged. You're seeing evidence of their lives and where they lived, and then you can picture where they lived. You can go and stand where they lived, Mm -hmm. so it makes it so solid.
0: So I decided to do just that and find Mangan's Lane where James grew up and where he was apprehended after the murder. But I wondered how much could survive 170 years. Here we go, there's a small little sign on the side of the road just coming into Tinahili here. It says Mangan's Lane. But this would have been, I think this this probably, when they gave their address as Mangan's, this... um, this is obviously where it was. There's about a handful. There's about five houses spread along the road. They all look pretty old. Do you know what? I'm just going to call into this house. How uh, you doing? Hello, Dale. My name's Dylan, and I'm making a documentary for RTE about a guy who was from Mangans Lane here. I don't know which house it would be, so I wanted to call into one of them to see if I might be able to get a steer. It's a long time ago, though. It was a Haskins was the name of the family. Oh, they come and you're going back. I'm going back 150 years. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know, no, I'm not expecting anyone to remember, you no. know. I, no, but he, I never heard the name up here. Did you not? No. They would have been farmers. There was a William Hoskins and then his son was a James, but there was a few of them. And they were, Because I saw, there's a bunch of houses along here which all look like, you know, they could have been built around then. Oh, yeah. Older ones. This looks like, you know.
5: Oh, yeah, well, this this was my I'm Coogan,
0: Pat Coogan. Pat Coogan.
5: And have you, so you've lived here long, have you? I'm here for 60 years. Right, Okay.
0: And do you know? Are there anybody around who who would be a good person to talk to? Who might God, uh, who the, might know somebody? I tell you what, it they're all dead. Are they? No.
5: There's no one. Haskins. I never heard hell of him up here. I never heard hell of Haskins.
0: Mm. I mean, I know there was Haskins down in There's, That's There's you can right. see the name above the one of the shops was there for right. years. That's right. you?
5: Hickey and John was there. Right. Okay. I wonder. They, they probably be. did have been some, but they are dead. Are they? Oh yeah. They've no relations. No, they have no relations. There were two bachelors was there. There's Haskins is over in Kelly. They wouldn't be that length away. They'd be over near, yeah, near the dying cow, Shalala, that area, the dying cow. Right. And they're still, still there. Oh, well, they're still there. Really? Gotta go to them now. They're the only Haskins, they're the only Haskins now that I know. I tell you, you, you wouldn't know if they're Catholic or if they're Church Oh, they're Catholics, they oh, are. Catholics, yeah. There's nothing else up here, only Catholics.
0: This is something which is jarred all along. It seems James Haskins and his adoptive family were Roman Catholic. But I know for a fact that my family and most of the other Haskins in Wicklow were Protestant. You don't know the names of the Haskins who were up in Strana Kelly. Oh, there's Tom. Tom, is it?
5: Tom, Tom Haskins, yeah. Oh, you, know, you never heard tell of the, the dying cow, you didn't? No. There's a pub, Yeah. little pub. Yeah. And there's a woman there and she could tell you maybe more. She could tell you more about the Haskinses now. Okay. That's the thing,
0: you know, it's... Uh, oh, there, Yeah. Ten years ago, there probably might have been. Oh, there? yeah, there could have been. Yeah.
5: Yeah, there could have been. You're, you're a few... Uh, yeah, yeah. You're a few year late coming, all right. <laughs> There's a you? If you gone, I'd be able to tell you. It's funny
0: the difference that makes, isn't it? Oh yeah,
5: half oh, your year makes an awful difference. Yeah. yeah, oh it does, yeah. Pat gave directions to yeah, the up, dying. If uh, you're going down into Tinahely now and went, uh,
0: and seemed pretty adamant that I find it
5: straight down into it, yeah, which
0: was easier said than done. Uh, I've gone a wrong turn. Give it up directions that I was listening to I'm just trying to find out with Google Maps but I got there in the end and 15 minutes later I was standing in a living room introducing myself to Tom Haskins how are you? Tom Haskins nice to meet you where are you from? Uh, from Dublin oh yeah? yeah and well, uh, your
5: father is James Haskins no? he is yeah, yeah and what was your grandfather's name? was, was he
0: James, James Haskins what did you do that like? he was a mechanic in Grange in Grange Road Dean's Grange yeah Dean's
5: Grange yeah, yeah. yeah. the Graveyard yeah oh, he was here before he called him one evening but he didn't stay he wouldn't come in it was dark the way you're I know, him, yeah. I know he, has the, he had the guards beside the house yeah oh yeah I, I passed up and down 50 times at his house I was the
0: head I'd call in and I'd never called in well he, he passed away in 2006 did he? Yeah. Seven, yeah, yeah I mean this is why I started it because it was partly to find out what happened but like this, that would have been one of the times that I w- probably wasn't with him or maybe I was sitting out in the car or something. No, I met him on the road there. This man stopped and asked me. And I asked him in. He was on his own. He was going home. Going back to Dublin. Absolutely.
5: Did he know you were a Haskins? Oh, yeah. Yes, he was sent yeah. here. Did he come to look for
0: you because you were a Haskins? Or did you just bump into him by chance? No, I just
5: come to, uh, yeah, see, yeah. Uh, Haskins. I'm about the Haskins. Asked about the Haskins. I was really like for a few minutes. It was, uh, it was getting dark. And so he was going off. Wow. That's so, funny. That's, that's 20, that's, that's yeah. that's
0: long time, about 20 It is. Years ago. So what I came looking for was, there was the Haskins who was the last man home in Wicklow jail, it was a James Haskins, and he was a foundling, and his adopted father, so he might not have been a Haskins at all, that was just the name, because yeah. that's his family that adopted him. Yeah, he was adopted, that's, the, yeah, that's,
5: that's as far as we have got, and then James Haskins goes missing. He was
0: brought up, he reared up I was wondering if that was connected to your kind of roots in any way. I spent two hours at Tom's house, sitting around the kitchen table. They fed me, plied me with tea, and by the time I left, it was midnight. Seems religion comes into this. Yeah, because uh,
5: some Church of Ireland are more. I know
0: families. and how, how that happened is, you, is it's hard to know because I think they all came in at the same time. Like me. Tom and his family have wondered if they are related to James Hoskins. They've made some headway tracing their branch of the family tree, who, unlike mine, it seems are Catholic going back a long way. But they do tell me of a second branch of the Haskins family, also from Wicklow, who have their Protestant ancestry traced all the way back to 1735. That's how I came to meet Anne Pratt, née Haskins, and her brother, Chris Hi, could I speak to Anne, please? Speaking. Hi, Anne. Um, my name is Dylan Haskins. The reason I was calling is I came across a family tree which you're listed as a researcher on to do with Haskins families in Wicklow. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of missing links which I'm trying to kind of get at. Yes. I mean, I don't know whether I want to find out who was related to me or not. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, it gives one a certain
1: cachet. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> It'd be great to, to meet you.
0: Oh, I think this is me.
6: Hello,
1: how are you?
0: <laughs> well, thanks. How, how are you? I
6: was just wondering if you look like a Haskins. <laughs> Do I? You're fair. <laughs> You're fair. <laughs> well, this is really interesting.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well,
6: you've introduced
0: yourselves. Yeah, and yeah, well, I didn't catch your name. When Christopher. Christopher, very good. Mm-hmm. You're not the Christopher based in the UK, no? Yes. You are?
6: Yes, I come from. We live in Yorkshire. Right. Yeah.
3: My castaway this week is a businessman, the son of a Protestant farmer from County Wicklow in Ireland. He went to university in Dublin, then crossed the sea to seek his fortune in England. He married the daughter of the owner of a small group of dairies and, together with his newfound family, built the business into one of Britain's biggest food companies. He is the chairman of Northern Foods, Christopher Haskins.
0: That was Desert Island Discs back in 1998. A few months later, he was made a peer by the British Labour Party, Baron Haskins of Skidby in the County of East Riding of Yorkshire.
6: Our grandfather and his brothers, they moved from Tillyhuddy. You know, They're great really adventurous people. They moved from Tilly to Wicklow and took over Wicklow. And when we were brought up, every shop in Wicklow had Haskins on it.
5: Some shops had.
6: Well, there were about adventure. five or six shops, um, and they dominated the place. Our father became a national. He was a nationalist. We always rather ashamed of the fact that we might have been, our ancestors were Cromwellian settlers. We're not that sort, any more than <laughs> we're the sort of people who'd have the last person hanged at Wicklow Jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were saying your father told you this when you were younger, that, that the last man yes, on he the did was?
6: Uh, so, so it obviously was known in the family, but we always thought it was one of his jokes. He was slightly inclined to joke, because we're such a respectable crowd. <laughs> they couldn't have that sort of background. <laughs> There are some sort of genetic things which repeat themselves in families. It's quite haphazard in human beings, mm. but you can see it. Yeah. My father used to say it was for stealing sheep. Well,
0: actually, he had been imprisoned the year before. Oh, I see. He was that kind of guy. <laughs> the
6: story gets blacker.
0: <laughs> Anne and Chris have done a fair amount of family research, but there's no James Haskins on their family tree. Church of Ireland, mm-hmm. bootmaker. If I am related to their side of the family, then I'm not descended from the hanged James Haskins. Luckily, I found just the person who might know. Back in the late 1990s, my dad had discovered a second cousin of his called Harry Haskins, who in his retirement was also doing family research. I met Harry for the first time and told him that I couldn't see where, if at all, our branch connected with Chris and Anne's side of the family. I don't either. I I never did. I've been trying to make that connection somewhere. Your father was so convinced that we're linked into them.
2: Although, how to find it?
0: I've been thinking all along that the Protestant-Catholic divide within the extended Haskins family might be the key to establishing that James is not related to me. But Harry tells me it's not that simple. Our
7: family is very mixed. We've Protestant-Catholic, we've Methodist, we've Presbyterian.
0: So, the Catholic Protestant thing isn't the key. So, we're back to finding out whether my branch of the family connects to Anne and Chris's side. My dad had exhausted the archives, but what about the scientific route? If I can prove that Chris Haskins and I share a common ancestor, I'll know that I'm not descended from the children of the hanged, adopted James Haskins because he wouldn't share the so called Haskins DNA. I contacted Dr. Jim Wilson from Ireland's DNA a company who specialise in ancestry DNA
8: analysis. Your potential relationship is in the male line. You're related from father to son to grandson uh, through the generations, if you are related, and we know that because your surname is the same. So if you and Chris are related, you will have exactly the same Y chromosome, this piece of DNA uh, that has you've both inherited from your father's 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 father's, fathers way back in history. OK, wow.
0: Would this have been feasible to do 15 years ago when my dad was researching this stuff?
8: Absolutely no way. It was exceedingly time-consuming, very, very expensive and there was no option for ordinary consumers to take uh, these tests.
0: So I just need to, and Chris needs to, uh, to send you uh, uh, some of our spit. Chris was game, so we sent off our saliva samples to the lab for analysis. In the meantime, I went to find the house in rustin where John Pugh was murdered. I knocked on some doors until finally I got a breakthrough, courtesy of a farmer called Willie Stedman.
7: Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you.
2: You're Not
0: only is Willie the best man for stories in the local history of the area, he actually lived in the house where the murder happened. Willie Stedman is a tall man, 89 years old, and still driving a combine harvester. Remarkably, he was able to tell me all the details of the murder 170 years ago, as told to him as a boy, which, along with the newspaper reports I'd found, gave me a much clearer picture of what happened the night of the 29th of January,
7: 1843. This um, pure man, you see, he lived, you know where he lived? Uh, we lived in the house for
1: a year after when we were married. The Belfast Newsletter, 3rd of March, 1843. James Haskins was given in charge for the willful murder of John Pugh at Rosna Straw near Tinnahili. The story
7: is, he was only after getting out of jail the day before. The lad was in jail often than he was out. And there was another man in jail along with him and he was getting out around the same time. And the two of them had planned to go murder this man for to get money because he was the only likeliest man that had money, a moneylender.
1: you see. The victim is a man named Pugh, who had acquired some few hundred pounds by lending small sums on interest to the needy neighbours and occupied, in common with his wife and son, a cottage in Killavanna near Was uh, The other lad didn't
7: get out the following day and your man went on in his own. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. but he
0: went and did it himself. He
7: went and did it himself, yeah. Yeah, well he had it well planned and he had to get the son and the, and the mother away from him. The mother was uh, money, of course. Where he kept the money was, that time there was such a thing as an mail bin and that was kept beside the fire firewood mail in it for to keep it dry. It was lined with leather and he had he had the money but it was down between the leather and the timber in this oatmeal bin, that's where he kept it. And your man got no money. He didn't find it. Didn't find it.
0: The moneylender John Pugh lived in the cottage with his wife Bridget and their son. Bridget and John also had a daughter, but she didn't live with them. She lived two or three miles away.
7: Pew, they were going to bed one night and a knock came to the door and said that one wanted to go to Coralvonish where they had relations and some had took bad and they were to go.
1: The family was awakened from sleep by violent knocking of two or three men, as yet unknown, who stated that Pugh's daughter, who lived at a distance of two or three miles, had taken suddenly ill in childbed.
7: They had some relations up in Corrie Varnish, and the
0: idea was that they had got bad and they were sent for. Bridget and John's daughter was supposedly so ill, they were told, that the priest had been called for and she'd be dead within the hour.
7: So, Mrs. Pugh and the son, he yoked up a, a pony and car and off the set for Corravarnish about one o'clock in the
1: morning. Naturally alarmed by this afflicting intelligence, Mrs. Pugh left her bed and set out on foot in company with young Pugh for the residence of her daughter, whom she was equally surprised and delighted to find in excellent health. The mother says, Turn around and go back. She says, there's Something has happened.
7: And they come back as quick as they could. And the man was murdered. There was a, another house quite near the Pugh's house. Uh, people in the name of it, Dan Lachlan and his wife. They were terrible old people, you see. And she heard some noise in the night and she says to the husband, she says, there's someone murdered old Pugh outside. He says, go, he said, and they'll murder you too. <laughs> and he never looked out. And it was the case. Yeah, and they live
1: next door, but he said, Have old man.
5: I heard
1: but he didn't go any, but he lived next door. The mother and son retraced their steps with as little delay as possible, but on reaching their home were horrified to find the corpse of Pew lying across the threshold steeped in blood. The neck was almost severed from the body, apparently by means of a spade or some such instrument
7: you know all all houses years ago that had a wooden lintel over the fireplace the lentil. lentil over the fireplace and uh, this poor man he had a fach in the house there was old fach years ago that had a wooden step on him and uh, he made a lick at the, at, the, at this man and he missed him and he he took the fach in the in the in lentil. the lentil over the over the fireplace and the mark was in it I was still in there till the house was levelled.
0: That's right. The surgeon examined John Pugh's body the following day and in his evidence at court described some pretty gruesome injuries. He said the skull was broken in two places with the brains protruding. He saw a wound over the eye where the temporal artery was cut from which the blood must have spouted and struck on any object that might be opposite and the deceased's hands were much bruised as were also his legs.
7: He was got the next day, but he was
1: a suspect because he was only after getting out of jail the day before. We understand that a herdsman who lives in the neighbourhood of Rathdrum has been arrested on suspicion of being concerned in this atrocious deed. The newspaper reports of
0: the trial tell of how James Haskins went to his father's house at about four or five o'clock in the morning on the night of the murder. His adopted sister Eliza Haskins testified that she hadn't seen James for about three years. But when he arrived at their door in his bloodied clothes, saying he'd been in a fight, she washed his clothes and threw his jacket in the ditch outside the house
1: to dry. The circumstance which tells most against him is that he was seen with a strange suit of clothes upon him on Monday morning. Search was made for his own clothes and it is said that they were found in a ditch spotted with blood. This man
7: Wilson, he lived there quite near where Pew lived. He lived only up the road he was a small farmer there. But anyhow, he met this man on the road and he going home at a late hour, and the man said good night, you see. When the man this man was got, he was brought to the weekly jail, you see, and there were twelve men passed up that he couldn't see, and every one of them said night. you see. And the minute his dad said night, he said, that's your man. He yeah, yeah. You picked him out. Yeah,
0: well, they picked him out by the voice. The voice, out so of the 12. I now know lots about James Haskins, who he was, and the crime that cost him his life. But I still don't know whether or not he's my ancestor. Dr Jim Wilson got in touch to say the results were in from the lab. If the results confirm that Chris and I share the same DNA, then James is not related to me. If the results differ, it'll remain a mystery, and I'll probably never know if I'm related to the last man hanged in Wicklow jail.
8: You actually have a really interesting Y chromosome, this piece of DNA that marks your male line, because it's very rare. Only a half a percent of Irish men carry it and 0.9% of Englishmen. These are all markers, these are all pieces of DNA that you carry um, amongst the 14,000 that we tested. And there's one here I found out this morning that's very important. There are only three people in our database, which numbers uh, almost 10,000, that also carry this marker.
1: Wow.
0: And um, does that come with any kind of great traits? You know, like incredibly smart or... Good looking. <laughs> we don't we, we have no idea. let's <laughs> meet these other these other two people?
8: Well, you've met one of them because one of the other two people is Chris Haskins.
0: No way.
8: Yeah. You have exactly the same Y chromosome, all 14,000 markers match identically.
0: Wow, that is incredible. It's, wow.
8: What what I can definitively say is that that you and Chris share a common male-line ancestor.
0: Well, that that answers a lot. I just... I find it incredible that people can spend hours poring over documents in archives. And, you know, as humans, we dig in the ground and we dig in archives trying to find information. But the idea that the information is inside us all along you know where's the best place to hide something it's, it's hidden it's in us it's in ourselves so i got my result and on friday the 24th of february 1843 after a three-day trial james haskins got his verdict
2: baron pennyfeather commenced to charge the jury at three o'clock the jury retired for about an hour and returned into court with a verdict of guilty the learned judge called up the unfortunate culprit and passed upon him the awful sentence of the law which the prisoner heard without any apparent emotion and was removed without his having made a single observation.
7: It was uh, exactly six weeks from the day he was gone to the day he was hung. The
4: next station is Westminster, change for the Circle and District Lines. Exit for Westminster Abbey and Houses of Parliament.
0: I've come to the Houses of Parliament in London to share the results of the DNA test with my newfound relation.
8: Hello, sorry to keep you. Go through the machine.
6: Right. Then, uh, to, the, to the right is the House of Commons down there and to the left is the House of Lords both assemblies looking at each other. And this is the Great Hall. This is the most impressive part of Westminster because this building goes back 12th, to the 12th century. Shall
4: we, shall we take yep. a seat then? The,
0: yeah. This is the family tree which, which you gave me. Yeah. William Haskins and Thomas Haskins, these two yep. brothers, born 1735 and 1725. Yeah. Your line is very clearly descended here from this William Haskins, born in right. 1735. Where was he born? In, uh, in Wicklow, up in West Wicklow, West up w- near Shillala w- and the Ch- 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 Tindahili Ch- T- area. Yes, yeah. that area. Yeah. So what I wanted to see was if, I could, if we could prove that there was a common male ancestor or see if yeah, there was, yeah. we'd be able to tell if we're both descended from this Haskins. And? And we have a 100% match on all genetic markers that they tested. With? With me? Yes. Really?
6: Yes. Did you ever get... Uh, found out who the Haskins who
0: was? Was he a relation of ours? So he was adopted, I found out, quite early on. But I think proving that we all come from the one person in Wicklow makes it incredibly likely that yeah. his adoptive family are related. Mm-hmm. But they were Catholics, which I was, which I was very yeah. intrigued to find out. Yeah. As early as the 19th century, and my line were all Protestants yeah, then, yeah, as yeah. were yours, so... I've no way of finding out when they became Catholic. The reason I began this kind of quest and the reason I ended up phoning Anne, your sister, and bumping yeah. into you was to find out about this James Haskins, the last man hanged in Wicklow Jail. Yes. And it's kind of remarkable that the route that I've taken from trying to figure out am I related to a, a Haskins who was a murderer... <laughs> And discovering along the way that I'm related to a Haskins sitting in the House of Lords. (laughs) Well,
6: sometimes there are people who sat in the House of Lords who murdered people too.
0: (laughs) Although my dad couldn't prove it, his hunch about our branch of the family connecting with Chris and Anne's was right. Once I'd solved it, the first person I wanted to tell was my dad. I played out in my head the conversation we might have had and all the additional detail that I could have told him about James Haskins and how his story
2: ends. March 18th. This day, James Haskins was executed in front of our jail for the murder of John Pugh. He had, it is asserted, declared the evening before that he did not wish to live, and apparently he was resigned to his fate and prepared to encounter the melancholy scene he had to pass through. The Freeman's Journal, 22nd of March, 1843. Execution of
1: James Haskins. Some teetotalers assembled today and afterwards marched out of town, preceded by their band. They did not at all touch on the end of the town in which the jail is situated, owing, as I am informed, to the circumstance of James Haskins, who is to be executed tomorrow for the murder of John Pugh, being confined there. And they therefore thought, and very reasonably, that the noise of the procession and the band would disturb the unfortunate man in his present melancholy and awful situation, with the prospect of almost immediate death before him.
7: They were hung outside, out in the open. Yeah. That's right, and I believe... Uh, the
6: hanging piece was still there.
7: Yeah, that's right. The women used to bring the children there for the him being hung, to frighten the life of them in case they do such a thing. Do you know? A warning. A warning, that's right, that's right, yeah.
2: A warning. Mm. This wretched man was executed on Saturday last, in front of the jail of Wicklow. He has left a wife and five young children, who are, it is said, to be placed in the poorhouse.
7: He was the last man to be hanged in Wicklow jail. Was he? He was. Yeah,
5: Yeah, yeah. What year was that, you said? 1843.
7: Yeah. That was the story.